I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode is a replay of a conversation I had in December with Dr. Taki Michaelides, medical director of UMass Memorial Health's Hospital at Home program, about how the system is quickly scaling up its program to reach more seniors. It's Monday, March 21st, and I'm Alex Olgan with GIST Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Treating hospitalized patients at home became incredibly popular as an idea over the pandemic to handle capacity constraints on hospitals. About a year ago, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services allowed hospitals to get reimbursed for providing acute hospital-level care in the home, and a flood of hospitals rushed to sign up. Eleven months into the program, the 186 hospitals across 33 states, though, have only admitted about 1,200 traditional Medicare patients. That averages out to a little more than six patients per hospital. Not all that impressive. One hospital system in central Massachusetts is averaging more than that number of patients at any one time. UMass Memorial Health, based in Worcester, Massachusetts, which is a GIST Healthcare member, launched its program in August of 2021 and has already doubled capacity. I talked to Dr. Taki Michalides, medical director of the UMass Memorial Hospital at Home program, to hear what's working for them. Here are some of our conversation. So Taki UMass, which is a four-hospital system, launched its hospital at home program in August of 2021. What was the catalyst? The intent with the program as we launched was to solve a couple of major challenges for the health system. One, we're the primary safety net health system providing care for vulnerable populations with Medicaid, duals, and Medicare in all of central Massachusetts. And central Massachusetts is one of the most underbedded parts of the state. And we have had, as many health systems have had across the country, numerous surges, both of COVID and non-COVID related disease, unfortunately, over the past several months. And so the challenge was, how can we rapidly stand up a safe, effective, patient-centric, high patient satisfaction care model as fast as possible? And so we launched in August of 2021. Um, The goal was to take sort of a crawl, walk, run approach to the program with just a couple of patients on census for the first month or two, and then gradually increase census. So since then, uh, just like that in the month of August and September, we were two to four patients on census, five to six patients on census. We're now typically between seven to nine patients on census. We've admitted about a hundred, a little bit more, 101 patients in our program uh, to date. UMass Memorial had some recent experience providing hospital level care outside its walls. Like many other systems during COVID, it set up a field hospital to care for COVID patients. So how did that experience prepare the system for hospital at home? 
at a foundational level, the health system had just executed so well against the needs of the population during the first and second COVID surge early on in the pandemic with the field hospital, that there was just a comfort with decentralizing care, acute care, acute inpatient level hospital care. These are sick folks um, outside of the traditional walls of the hospital. And so we used a lot of those lessons to build our home hospital program. Number one, logistics. We very heavily invested in the change management. So we had some of our frontline, most experienced hospital home clinicians just sitting in the ED, building relationships and, and working with providers. And then for the first you know, 70 patients, every single patient that was admitted and discharged, we sent a personal thank you note to the referring clinical team saying, thank you so much for referring this patient to us. Here's how they did. Here's what we did. And the number of times you get people saying, holy cow, that's amazing. Thank you for that information. And I didn't realize you could do that. You can do that in the home. You can do that in the home. You can do that in the home. And so then you start to build comfort and then you start to build education. And then people start to actually push patients to you as opposed to early on in the program where you're actually pulling more of the patients as opposed to getting referrals pushed to you. The waiver requires that patients only be admitted to hospital at home after they've been either in the emergency department or an inpatient ward in the physical hospital. Where are most of the patients UMass is admitting to the hospital home program coming from? So we admit about 20 to 30 percent of our patients out of the emergency department directly and the other 70 percent or so or 70, 80 percent off of the med surge floors after they've spent, let's say, 12 to 24 or 36 hours on the med surge floors. We're actually working to try to reverse that ratio a little bit and admit more patients directly from the ED. Um, it's just a matter of sort of how you align your staffing with the surge of patients in the EDs. And there's also just some change management and comfort with the model. And we're still doing that work with our um, emergency medicine uh, and internal medicine colleagues up on the floor. Both, both parties we're doing a, a lot of conversations with. What kinds of physicians are working well in your hospital at home program? I would say the first thing I say to anyone when they're considering as a physician, an APP, being interested in joining a home hospital program is that there is no perfect clinician for home hospital care. Everybody brings strengths and everybody brings areas of opportunities to learn and grow. Our geriatrician colleagues are comfortable with acutely ill patients across the spectrum, and they're taking care of quite vulnerable patients in many skilled nursing facilities and in the home, many of them already already doing or participating in home-based care. So they're very, very comfortable with that piece of it. Some of them might have spent a little bit more time away, however, from inpatient level acute care. And so it's a little bit of a rejuvenation of that skill set. The folks who come from the hospital medicine side, like me, I'm an internal medicine physician, I'm a hospitalist. Uh, folks like me who come out of the hospital setting, we're very comfortable with acute care. We take care of very sick patients all the time. We're not as comfortable with the home environment. And perhaps we're less comfortable as well with some of the um, uh, the control dynamics. And I think as a hospitalist, we need to be willing to surrender a little control and realize that a part of what makes the care model so effective in the home is that you're actually separating the patient a little bit from the harmful parts of the hospital, but keeping them close to all the effective parts of the hospital, and then educating patients and families around their medications, their diets, adherence to care plans in ways that home, you know, hospital-based care teams really struggle with because they're not in the home. Um, the number of times we find foundational differences between what somebody tells us and then what we see them actually doing in the home, it's sometimes it feels like it borders on 100% of admissions. Since pretty much every hospital is dealing with staffing shortages right now, I'm wondering, does the hospital at home program require the same amount of staff or less than a typical inpatient? From a staffing perspective, the answer to this question is complex. 
It has a little bit to do with the balance of acuity of patients and the balance of windshield time and the balance of, um, of, uh, of supports already existing in the home. When we have done some preliminary analyses, and I will certainly caveat this, we actually don't see a lot of differences in, um, in efficiency of staffing between hospital at home and hospital medicine. So there's probably some on the margin and people will make different decisions about how they staff their care model. But in the care model and the design choices we have made, again, very patient-centered care model decisions, um, we have not seen large differences. If you're a sick patient in the brick and mortar hospital and you're a sick patient in the home hospital, they're both med surge floors. You need good nurses and paramedics and doctors and APPs caring for you, uh, full stop. So in some ways, it's actually very similar. The Medicare waiver is tied to the public health emergency, so there's no telling when that will end. But I'm wondering if UMass has contracts with other payers for a hospital at home. Most home hospital programs, um, a lot of times what happens is it's actually faster to launch your home hospital program than it is to get all of your payer contracts in place on day one. And so some home hospital programs have taken a more aggressive stance on this, and they have said things like, we already have an acute care contract in place with our payer partners. This is just good old fashioned boring acute care. It's just better and it's gonna save you payer dollars in the form of reduced readmissions, reduced sniff utilization. And so let's just take patients today and then at our next contract cycle, we can bring this in and formally bake it in, but there's nothing in our contracts that excludes this. These are all inpatients, they meet Interqual, they meet Milliman. These are sick folks on oxygen requiring inpatient care. There's some other health systems um, that have tended to be a little bit more cautious and taken an approach of, um, let's make sure we have those conversations and let them know we're about to do this and make sure we're really buttoned up with our payers. We've sort of taken a middle ground approach. We have said very confidently to our payer partners, this is a better care model. It's better for patients, you're gonna save dollars, but we've taken the approach of let's have those conversations proactively with our payer partners on the commercial side. Um, and manage Medicaid side in particular before we take our first patient. We're still in the process of working through the conversations with our major commercial partners in the state. Frankly, there's been very little skepticism because it's so clear what the data suggests. It's just a matter of, have you had that conversation? Um, have you sort of signed on the dotted line with the folks who need to be aware? But I, I, my, our hope is that in you know weeks to months, not years, we will have contracts, or not contracts, but an agreement in place um, with an with a, um, intent to have this baked into future contracts with all of our managed Medicaid, all of our commercial plans um, as soon as possible. I think there's a perception, maybe incorrectly, that hospital at home is for the wealthier patients with nice homes. And I'm, and I'm wondering, uh, are you finding that high and low income patients are benefiting from UMass's hospital at home program? What we've seen in a preliminary sense is that the most socioeconomically disadvantaged populations tend to disproportionately benefit from home hospital in the form of reduced readmissions in particular and probably other domains as well. And the thinking is simply that once you're in the home and you're seeing the social determinant challenges that perhaps patients have shame or embarrassment or don't wanna share, or in the case of medication errors, might not even know that they're making medication errors. Once you see those things, you can address them and actually lower um, that patient's risk and make them thrive in their home environment in a much more meaningful way. The CMS waiver allowed for equitable distribution of the home hospital care model because prior to the CMS waiver, it was only commercial and Medicare Advantage populations that traditionally had access. 
What are UMass Memorial's expansion plans for a hospital at home? We are in the process of accelerating our scale on our hospital home program. Um, our CEO has asked us to increase our scale by about 2x very soon, and then perhaps 3, 4, or 5x in the not necessarily very soon, but soon phrase. And I'll leave those uh, phrases vague because it's always fun to leave yourself a little wiggle room. Um, but the short answer is that we know the care model is working, we're scaling nicely, and now it's just time to take the next leap. I hope from our hospital home program perspective and from a patient perspective um, that we are able to make those leaps a little bit ahead of where the surge in COVID volume is. We have seen those numbers rise, unfortunately, much faster than we had hoped in the state of Massachusetts. That was Dr. Taki Michaelidis, Medical Director at UMass Memorial Health's Hospital at Home program. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.